Today, I'm joined by Dr. Bethnaz Golbami, a social scientist and experience designer who has spent her career engineering change using human-centered design. We talk about the concept of change for the human experience and how organizations can beat the statistic of 75% of transformative change failing due to people readiness. Hi, Bednas. Welcome to Humanly Possible. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Angela. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. Me too. Well, Bednas, I, I wanted to hand it off to you to give uh, the audience and the listeners just a little bit of an introduction. Who's Bednas? What do you do professionally, but also what makes you human? Yeah, thank you for asking. So my name is Bednas Golami, and I am a social scientist. I am uh, a change of strategies and experience designer in terms of career. But in terms of being a human, I am simply mm, am, like let's say. <laughs> so um, uh, I am uh, a world traveler. I lived and worked in four continents. I am a nature lover, so I love trees. I, I think that I was a tree in my previous maybe lives. <laughs> So, and uh, I love colors and I love uh, the concept of design and uh, creativity. So this is who I am. I love that. I love that. And um, the reason why this is such a great uh, uh, synergy, I think, with who you are as a human and who you are as a professional is, you know, you've been working on some research around bringing experience to change management and so tell us a little bit about that. What, what do you mean by experience? What does that mean? Yes, actually, this is a very good question. And then uh, just for your audience, uh, I have just more than uh, 13 years of experience in terms of change management. And I uh, just uh, more than a little bit of 10 years of bringing design and creativity into change management. So give it a more human nature but uh, let's be specific because i think that uh, the human nature needs system needs like a specific definition of things although we're talking about humans but let's consider the desire of putting frame into our definitions and what we're talking about that's what i call myself a translator so i i just try my best to translate things into systems so we understand it and we can simplified. Uh, for change management, uh, it's simply defined as uh, taking care of people's side of the change. So all uh, people processes a structure in line with the strategy take us to organizational outcome. This is change management. We have many concepts like definition of change management, but this is what we are talking about here. In terms of definition of experience, experience generally is uh, the reciprocal uh, interaction between you as human being and your surrounding. This is called experience. And uh, I'm going to, you know, get inspired a lot uh, from uh, the founder of Experience Economy, uh, Joseph Pine, and also Dr. Robert Rosman and Matthew Darden. So, uh, 
they have uh, like they um, uh, defined so many levels to experience mm. but in terms of like experience in the concept of change management i am more focused uh, focused on how uh, people feel and how people have the interactions between them, their surrounding, their tool, their, uh, like, let's say the culture, organizational culture, the structure that is being changed, all these things during the transformational journey that one company goes through. So it, it's like every um, touch, every touch point and every experience that people go through it is called the employee experience during changes. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, that's, um, and, and you bring up a good point, which is it's, it's every touch point. It's not a yes. program. Uh, and, and I also want to go back to your, your concept of creativity and like this, this idea of the creative process uh, can you tell us a little bit more about how that works in the design of an employee experience? Yes, so we are talking about the design of employee experience, let's say during the change initiatives. I don't like to talk about change as a project because it's not a project. It's just an experiential journey through one point to a point A to point B, let's say. And then uh, creativity you know, we are sometimes like mistaken creativity with like, let's say that's bringing a new product or like, you know, create a new service in organizational, like, let's say context. But uh, again, definition of creativity is like creative problem solving, like you solve the problem in a way that it was not solved or it was not, uh, you know, look at from uh, like the old perspective. So this is what we call creative, like creativity in organizational transformation, because, you know, uh, uh, change is famous to fail. I don't want to just, you know, tap into the myth of like 70% failure or all these things. However, we all know that change is hard and then the transformational changes, which is mindset change, culture change is harder, like it takes time. And sometimes they say that it's also a myth. I tell you that to me, the cultural change is not a myth, but it's just, uh, you know, finding creative problem solving approaches to, um, to tackle the problem or issue or like all the resistances to change from a new perspective. This is what I call creativity. And that's where design and all like design approaches come into play in terms of designing employee experience for transformational change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is you've you've got this kind of and I'll and I'll let you kind of walk us through what experience change management, what the components are. But what I'm hearing so far is um, you need a framework, yes. <laughs> you need structure around it, the the sandbox in which I call it. But then it's kind of a, a mentality shift for mm -hmm. everybody to be in a mentality of seeing the 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 human experience and the employee experience from end to end and when i say end to end it's it's really not end to end because there's not a start and an end <laughs> yeah, you're right. so what are the components of experience-based change management i probably just butchered this um from your perspective from your expert perspective, what are the components? 
Okay, so, uh, you know, let's take a look on the elements of the, you know, things that are here involved in terms of the change management itself, like traditional change management. So here we have an organization, let's say, so it's a structure, it's a culture. And then we have the stakeholders. So the stakeholders are uh, different groups of people. They are either like they are either leaders or like what we call the sponsors of the change or they are people who are influenced by change. So these are like what we call the stakeholders of change. And then we have the components of change. So we usually ask what's changing, right? And then there are a specific definition about like what change looks like in terms of like designing change. First, so the change itself has many details and components to it, but let's call change all the tools, all the that will change all the structure that will change the strategy that will change or the mindset and behavior like targeted mindset and behaviors that will change so this um, just uh, this is the umbrella term uh, like for the the box of like let's say change management and what we're dealing right in terms of having like designing experience based change management we have uh, the focal point is uh, human and human is like what I call the stakeholders, right? So either the group of decision maker who we call the sponsors or the group of uh, people that are influenced by change. Mm -hmm. And these are different group of the stakeholder. So, and uh, this is the important part because, you know, we can, you cannot design change for the whole uh, group as just uh, one it just uh, fits all. Mm -hmm. So the component, it's like the persona, the representative of this specific group of people that we are just designing change and we are designing the touch points or like the experiences that this specific group of people are going through these specific touch points and moments that matter through transitioning through phase one, two, three, from A to B to Z, right? So, uh, uh, the component of experience-based change management, they come from like design or human-centered design, which are like personas that is translated to a stakeholder in traditional change management. And then in traditional change management or what I call like, let's say change management in general, we have different assessments, like let's say readiness assessment, we have change assessment, we have risk assessment, resistance assessment and a stakeholder impact and assessments and analysis. So one important aspect is like, we just take the persona, the representative of the stakeholders and just, design all these elements of the change and experience so we can see that how they will be feeling and like operating and acting and all these things through change. So this will translate to a stakeholder impact assessment. And then this is the, this will be a more like bigger concept that what we currently use in change management because it has all the elements of engagement and moments that matter and employee journey and all these things into it. So um, basically in a nutshell, 
the component of change, uh, experience-based change management of personas and all the feelings and uh, operations and emotions that go through different, that they are going through the different touch points in their journey through a transitioning from A to B. Yeah, and it's uh, kind of it, we're, we're, what I've noticed just with the research and uh, the change management industry as a whole is we're, we're, we're kind of becoming more and more parallel with like your typical marketing design. Right. So very much so, like you mentioned the personas. So yeah. Um, really looking at the stakeholders as people um, and saying, what, what are they wanting? What are they wanting to experience? What's going on in their lives that's going to impact how they react to this change or that change? And the moments that matter are really like the critical, like you can't, you can't over-engineer each and every single step, but there's yeah, certain exactly. steps that you should over-engineer because they matter a lot. Yes, exactly. Yeah, thank you, Angela. That's that's it. And then I think that again, it's a translation of like customer experience because many of us are, you know, familiar with customer experience and then the concept of like customer persona, customer journey map. And then from the other side, it's like employee persona, employee journey map. And then there are so many similarities between the two fields, but also so many like differences between the two fields because actually we are um, the, like customers are customers, like we're targeting at like uh, creating great experiences for customers. But here uh, employees are our stakeholder, like the building block of building the experiences. So it's like experience in the heart of experience. So that's why the concept of employee experience becomes so important. Yeah. Yeah, because it's ultimately the team member or the employee's experience that is going to create the customer yeah. or the consumer exactly. experience. Yeah, yes. So, so they should have a great experience to, so they can create a great experience, like just longest story short. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, um, you know, I worked a lot with, I mentioned this in, an, in another one, another episode, but uh, I used to work for with Kaiser Permanente. Uh, and so they have a very large healthcare system. And if you, if you really think about the impact, think about COVID-19, for example, the experience that, experience that we're giving to our nurses and our frontline workers um, are going to translate over into either more crisis for you know, the person at the end of that or perhaps less crisis. And so you're really, you're also changing, you're, you're changing the world a little bit in that, in that you know, when it comes to healthcare or these these really impactful industries that provide care, um, save lives, the, the nurturing of that employee base from a human-centric perspective is important to transfer over. Exactly, yeah. Happy employee, happy customers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what would you, um, you know, because obviously we know this is the right thing to do. We know that this works. Um, design thinking is something that is also used, like you said, with problem solving. So other than moving the needle on change, what other problems does design thinking and human-centered design solve? In terms of design, you know, these, uh, we, call, we call them like human-centered design. And then uh, the other, um, they, I mentioned that in one other speaking uh, opportunity that 
it's also like expanded to life center design because you know uh, it's a deep dive into the, our interaction as human beings but not the center of the world because uh, obviously we're talking about sustainability as well we were talking about uh, nature and the like the earth that's it and i introduced myself as like a nature lover and i think that one of the aspects of design uh, is uh, you know bringing this holistic view and approach into our the network the, like the complex network of like humans and all the surroundings like the complex nature of the earth let's say so i think that you know if we just move our superficial or like points of view a little bit deeper into like how our interaction can change like organizational culture then it can change like our uh, um just you know results and interaction with customers and then it can change the whole ecosystem of like business and then we can tap into the concept of sustainability then we are successful to just you know say that we we you know we just touch a little bit of these like the problems of sustainability because um um, there is a criticism that when we talk about human-centered design, it's just we are the center of the universe and then everything is just focused on us. But if the, if the holistic view about like this interaction, the experience with surroundings, it's so important, then we can translate everything into sustainability and then how it is just, you know, the back and forth reciprocal uh, interaction between us and our surrounding, our nature, our customers as a whole. So I think that this will be one important aspect of design and design thinking that can help us. And, and let me shed light on that because, you know, I'm not, um, I'm just uh, not very uh, a person that just blindly as accept the one one uh, approach or one problem solving it's just you know being the holistic you see that okay so if we need to uh, like use design let's use it if this is appropriate let's use it but sometimes for some problems it's not appropriate right so then that's why it's not working and that's why so many criticism is just you know following however if uh, we assess the problem and then design is a match so let's use it because it gives us you know this broader approach to create a more harmonious like let's say ecosystem around us great do you have an example of when it wouldn't be appropriate uh when, what's a good way to gauge so yes uh, so usually i um, uh, so in change management we um, talk about different changes so we have like let's say uh, 
uh, one uh, enhancement change or incremental changes or transformational. So when usually I talk about design and this holistic approach and experience-based approach is more about like transformational because it, there are so many hidden variables to this like equation that we don't know. So we use design. But when the change is enhancement, let's say that you're changing a button in your system, right? Or like you're changing, you're just tweaking something or debugging something or like, so then, you know, you don't need to complicate these things, right? So uh, you don't, or like, let's say that it's a math equation. So like you have all the variables, you know that, okay, so you have data for X, you have data for Y. And then if you just, you know, multiply these two, you will get results. So then you why complicate things just you know a straightforward and then you can rely on quantitative approach however when we talk about change especially these days we're not about uh, talking about enhancement or not even incremental like a step by step we talk about disruption we talk mm -hmm. about like culture change so that's why um, we talk about actually wicked problem, wicked problem that have so many variables to it. We don't have enough data. We don't have enough, even we don't have clear definition of what's going on, what the problem is, what the change is. So that's why we need human center or even life center approaches. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. And one of the things I think about is uh, another example might be when it's making it easier easier on the human like you you know for a fact that the change is going to be easier on the human so for example you know if you're a hospital system and you're moving from three steps to one step you know yeah. for, for yeah. the for the end user um and and that's it requires no additional behavior change or difference in what they're doing i think those things um where there's automation where you don't need human touch I think yeah, that's another yeah. example, but again, it's to your point, the journey mapping is really important to understand where are there moments that matter where you might need something more complex and designed versus it's kind of a, it's a, it's, it's quantitative, right? We're going from three steps to two steps or this button to that button. So yes, exactly. And I like, Angela, how you make your healthcare examples, because this is so relevant to our situation. And it's just, you know, yeah, when you can reduce like, uh, just three the process to one and then save time or like in emergency or these things. Mm -hmm. So why not? But yeah, if it is just three steps, so then there are hidden steps that the just you know the patient doesn't know and then it doesn't change the life of the patient it doesn't need the patient to learn anything for example then yeah it's a tweak why not but then if the patient is used to one processes and then the processes is just something else or look something else or the color of the page is something else then you need to just you know dive a little bit deeper to understand how they behave, how they experience these things. So, um, and then there is a level of complexity, even like some uh, changes need a little bit of like deep dive. Some changes need a lot of deep dive and 
that's why like it's time consuming and it's expensive but i think evaluating the problem help us uh, really save time help us self energy save cost and that's the why we need to define the problem first great yeah well what else i i first of all i want to thank you so much for your insights i mean you I think put into perspective a very disruptive in in the best way possible way to think about change management, which change management is all about disruption, um, and and but taking people through it in a way that um, that suits the outcome, but also suits the human. What else do you want people to know about experience based change management? Uh, okay, so. Uh... Um, it's uh, it comes from the conversation that I had already with uh, the expert or like with people that I coach. It's like the question is like, are we in the uh, experience economy, attention economy, or like even feedback economy? Some people talk about like social economy, but I think it's also like feedback and attention as well, because you know uh, people just. Uh, businesses are just uh, competing for uh, people's attention, right? Mm. And it's fair that we say that it's attention economy. Or like uh, like us researchers and like, you know, experienced designers, we just start for people feedback. We just ask and interview and all these things. So we, we are living based on people feedback, right? Yeah. However, when I think about it, um, it's a still experience economy. Like we are, uh, we are just uh, trying to create experiences for people because experience, let's uh, just think about it. Experience is the focal point. And then we just compete for people's attention to create experience for them. And in change management, we say that we create awareness so that we can just create the engagement and journey map for them, right? So actually attention is a very, very first step. However, the result is like creating experience. And then the end result is not the experience is just you know make the experience memorable positively memorable makes the experience mindful so they can come back to you they can give feedback to you so from the other way it's the feedback loop and then if the experience is great people are going to give you the feedback for example in our change management, we talk an experience design, we interview people. And if people feel that they are being interviewed, but they're not in the reflection of results of their interviews, their points of view into the change management plan. So they stop engaging, right? And then us who start for feedback don't get their very good feedback. So, uh, in a nutshell, like attention for creating positive and memorable experiences so people can get valuable feedback so we can course correct and test and then we can sustain the changes as we go. So that's why I want to add that um, that's why experience and creating great experiences are so important here. Um, and we should not just be taken for granted that 
even like social environment, social like let's say the concept of uh, social networks and all these things is just you know creating the experience of sense of belonging like being important in a group being meaningful purposeful so these are all just experiences well Behnaz uh, it was a pleasure talking with you uh i could talk about this all day because this is one of yes. my favorite <laughs> topics and you're so insightful and knowledgeable on it so thank you so much for joining and uh i'm sure i'll see you soon because i know we're going to be working together on some stuff with some yeah. research around human-centered design so that's great yes i'm looking forward to it and i'm so happy to can be just sharing my uh, my my ideas here it was a good experience for me yeah, thanks for nice. <laughs> yeah. perfect i'm i'm so glad and you've been wonderful so thank you so much